Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Show. I'm excited to welcome to the program, Chris Malky. Chris, I appreciate you stopping by. You're making me laugh. The world without you, we're going to be talking about. But I, getting time to talk to somebody like you, I know you like to do interviews. I know you love to perform. So how, how, when did you start that process? When did you know you wanted to be a performer? When I was, uh, I think when I was in like uh, high school, I was in, I used to jam with bands, you know, I used to play music. Um, I still play music. I'm a singer, songwriter, composer. And uh, so it was in high school. I started uh, getting the, uh, I played in, in uh, blues clubs with my friends. And, um, and then when I went to college, um, I took a, kind of elected course i could have taken basket weaving or ballroom dancing or something like that and he said the guy says why don't you just take an acting course and i said no those guys are crazy it's no he says no you like marlon brando and lee marvin and you know i said yeah john wayne those old actors and stuff like that he says that's acting i said okay but i don't want to be like you know some elvis you know spin out clam you know (laughs) movies or anything like that don't worry about it. Just take an acting class. So I was good at it. And um, I met some really great people, got involved with stuff. And so, you know, I was about 20. You know, that so happened. looking at your career, how many years has it been? You've been an actor. I've been an actor since before Kurt Cobain died. <laughs> so I'm drinking a shake here. Um, it's I've been in Hollywood 44 years. 44 years. Mm-hmm. So you have fans the of movies and tv shows that span 44 years so when you start talking to people i know who you are where did i see you what kind Uh of answers do you get get from people when they are they try to guess um you know chris a different a lot of times times they just know me from some sometimes uh they just hear my voice and they'll turn around they'll go oh you're that guy and or they'll go they'll nail me from boardwalk empire um or um yes it's amazing i'll tell you a story i was i was doing a this uh summer i was doing a tv series in serbia called mud on your tires it's going to be in serbia tv and euro tv it's a oh. great great uh, you know romantic comedy and uh, we were working really long hours and i was up early in the morning i went to grab a coffee in belgrade in this amazing sort of Balkan kind of city and a friend of my girlfriend Dana and I said Dana you know this is just really I'm just feeling so tired and down what am I doing with my life and, and she said you're doing a series but you're just working hard and I said I just feel terrible and I just felt a tap on my shoulder and this little this little old man with two big bags coming lugging these bags you know Eastern yeah. European style down the street and he tapped me on his shoulder and said I just want to tell you I know who you are I love your work for all these years. You are a wonderful actor. God bless you. Keep on doing what you're doing. And he disappeared. I broke into tears. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's gotta be worth it in so many ways. Uh, what would you say was your biggest, your favorite project you've ever done in your career? Well, you know, um, I've done a bunch of really uh really cool, smart projects uh, all through. I always tell my agents, let's do the smart stuff. Let's do smart stuff, you know, and I've been able to do that. Um, Twin Peaks is a big deal. Um, yeah. And then I have to thank director Ted Kacha for putting me in uh, 
Rambo, First Blood, when I was just a young actor. You oh, know? that was one of my. Fi- I went with my father. God rest his soul. He's passed away uh, a year ago uh, to Rambo, First Blood. I was only. How old do you think I was when he took me to that? Because I couldn't go. It was a. I was probably. Oh, yeah. Let's you see. I'm 47 eight, years old. You, you're probably. Uh, you probably. Oh, you're 47. So you were nine years old. He took you to that movie. Oh, your dad was a wild man. That was some serious violence, man. That's probably what led to my professional wrestling career, minor leagues. Probably that. Really? You did professional wrestling? Yeah, I did the minor leagues. I'm a legitimate six foot ten, and I did the minor leagues and made it to Germany. You know, I, I had a cup of coffee in certain minor leagues with some of the top stars of the uh, you know of the Attitude Era. But yeah, but I, no, he took me to First Blood and also because I really wanted to see it. I'm an only child, so that's probably why. And then also the one with uh, Schwarzenegger. Oh, the um, first one, he, it was out just when First Blood was out the same Predator time. Predator or Terminator? One of those Predator? No, Cuban com- uh, Commando. Com- the, com- the, the, the Commando one. The command, uh, yeah. Where he had, uh, yeah, one of Schwarzenegger's. I just want, no, I just want to talk about you. I don't want to. Talk about my career. I want to talk about your wrestling career. <laughs> hey, that could be it for another time. I think you'll want to probably be on again. But no, let's talk about, you know, when you talk about what was your role in First Blood? So First Blood, who did I play in First Blood? Uh, Ward. Uh, yeah. when, when the sheriff arrests him and brings him to the jail, then I have to fingerprint him and wrestle with him. And then we get this big fight and then we have to chase him through the woods. So that was my, and I was the deputy who wanted to, really locked down on Rambo and David Caruso was the deputy who didn't want to. And so, and so we fought. That's so. cool. I, I'm just, again, as a big fan of that, say, name some other stuff you were in. I'm just interested because then I'll say, Oh my gosh, I remember that. Now I could go this back and yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that, um, that, yeah, let, let me, let me figure out what occurs to me. Cause I've done 101 movies. Um, I did a mini a, a mini series, a three part mini series for uh, with Robert Duvall called uh, Broken Trail about horse. Uh, Walter Hill directed it. I'd done three, three movies with Walter Hill. I did Long Riders, uh, Forty Eight Hours with Eddie Murphy, and Long Riders. And Walter's a great guy. Um, the rule in Hollywood is always do the western, so I always do the western, even though like I played Frank Hag in Boardwalk Empire, so which was a big deal, but also, oh, um, Captain Phillips with Tom Hanks. See, I never saw Captain Phillips. So oh, you love that. Yeah. You, you're going to love that movie. It's, it's fantastic. And that was, would you say your biggest role was Captain Phillips? That's what says in Wikipedia. What would you say? My biggest role was a film that I wrote and starred in uh, called Patty Rocks that won Sundance in 1988. And I wrote oh, wow. it with my late wife, Karen Landry Mulkey, and uh, John Jenkins, and the director. And, uh, and we, uh, yeah, we won Sundance, and it played all over the world. We made it for like uh, like $400,000, and it made like 20 million bucks. Oh, wow. See, yeah. Wikipedia needs to update that stuff. If you say that's the one that you say the most, Wikipedia needs to fix yeah. some of the bio then. People, Neil used, people, when I was in New York, people would, like, when that movie was out, people used to, um, quote my character. My character was really funny in the movie, and he would he'd go on these long diatribes about this and that. And so he would the people would go, "Hey, hey, Billy!" That was my character's name. And then they would say these lines from the movie. They quote the movie to me. Bizarre. That's crazy. 
All right. So let's kind of, so all these interesting things, how do you prepare for these characters? You said a lot of dramatic characters. You seem like a comedy guy. You need to get some sort of comedy gig coming uh, after pan the pandemic, but what makes you such a good drama guy? Um, let me see. Um, growing up, I, I had a, uh, um, I had a uh, misguided ch uh, childhood. <laughs> and so um, in the street, um, um, you have to uh, assert who you are. Okay. And so um, I was never afraid to, uh, well, I always asserted who I was, if you get my meaning. So, and then I was a wrestler and a boxer, you know, so I was like, you know. So yeah. I, I have my serious side because those, they call those things sports, but as you well know, they're not really sports. <laughs> they're just combat, right? Exactly. exactly. So, um, but how do I prepare for it? I mean, I, you know, I think about how the, the role refers to my life or people I've known um, and um, invest in it and, you know, right. and then, then, then bring it to the screen. Um, uh, one of the, um, movies that I most recently did was uh, On the Basis of Sex with uh, Felicity Jones. And okay. um, it was about the, Ruth, the life of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Really? Oh, wow. And I played the plaintiff. I played the woman that Ruth Bader Ginsburg defended in order to get women's rights. Um, it, was the equal, it was the Equal Rights Act. And that's where all the equal rights for women came from, from Ruth Bader Ginsburg as an attorney. Wow. It's an amazing movie. Um, and, but then it's interesting too, I'm, I digress, but I've done three seminal movies that were women advocate movies. I had a very strong mother and wonderful sisters and I was, my, my late wife was a wonderful um, assertive woman um, in, but I, I did, uh, Holly Hunter and I did Roe versus Wade, which is about the abortion case. Right. Um, and then I did um, the movie called um, North Country with Shalise Theron. She got an Academy Award oh, nomination wow. for Best Actress. Um, me and Jeremy Renner and Shalise Theron and Sissy Spacek. Um, and that was about the sexual abuse in the mines in Northern Minnesota. Oh, wow. And the third, the third woman's movie I did was... Um, um, on the basis of sex. Did you get called back to do any interviews when she passed away? I did not. No. I mean, I, you know, you know, it I was think not like just, a big thing for you to try to say, I'm going to do media unless I'm promoting something. Right, Chris, or you're so me, busy doing other stuff. Yeah, I just, you know, it's like, I don't want to jump on some train, you know, it's, no, it's, it's not, it's, you, you got to remember who the director could be. It could be anybody. It could be somebody that could be, that as uh, Michael Jordan always says, Republicans buy shoes as well. So why are you going to put yourself out there with your fans in this political climate that we're living in today? Which I would never. Yeah, I mean, I was. Yeah, it's like that. Oh, by the way, relative to your wrestling career, I wrote a movie for the Road Warriors. Did for you? Hawk and Animal. You're kidding me! Really? I wrote a movie for it, and then what happened was, Hawk passed away first right i we were just about ready to do the movie and then hawk had that uh heart attack and he passed away right. so young two great guys right. and so i still have the movie um yeah it's called it's called no man's land starring 
the Road Warriors. It was great. Were did you playing it at all, or you just wrote it? I just I was the writer. Yeah, yeah, I wrote it, and you know we tried to get it together, and our guys passed away. So anyway. you could try. Maybe you should think about now because they're both passed away to have other people play it. You're good. We're gonna have to talk. <laughs> oh, I, I already, already, I already have a feeling we're gonna be friends as as I got to see you before makeup, Chris. So I believe yeah. when you jumped on my screen, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is guy's gonna be cool because I assumed it. It's kind. Of, it cracks me up when people say, you know, Chris, you've been in so many different things, but because you're not known as an A-list in one thing it's you're probably better off than a lot of people, but that kind of keeps you from having the stalkers. Right. So in a lot of ways you have all these great stories to tell, and you've been in so many great projects, but not reach that pinnacle, but you could still, right. I don't really need to reach that pinnacle. I'm fine. Really? <laughs> you don't have any other goals in acting like an Academy award or a, Emmy well, I, if somebody decides to give you something, an opportunity I, in the show. I, I, I mean, uh, I've been in, I've been in two movies that have won Academy Awards, and another two that got nominated for Academy Awards. So I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's okay. It's look, you know, it's you can only eat like one one salmon dinner at a time. So it's like whatever, you know. It's like yeah, you could have one t one point in time the opportunity could come in a, in a show as you see the way this business has changed. Yeah, but it'd be, it'd be great to do. I mean, I've done some movies that have really reached a ton of people, and it, it's great. Um, uh, it's so I'm I'm really fortunate for for all the stuff. Well, I could interview just on your Wikipedia alone, but we're here <laughs> to talk about the world without you. So let's kind of talk about that. See, it's become a very interesting thing, Chris. In a way that this week has been theme based in so many ways around the military. Uh, I had a film called Drowning. I was on the red carpet yesterday, the, the virtual red carpet. It wasn't in L.A. Yeah. Uh, the Mia, Mia, Mia Sorvino was in and stuff that's coming out as an independent film. And then I'm also going to be interviewing somebody for Recon, uh, the Academy Award winner um, this afternoon. So it's really become a Neil Haley show, military-based which I'm glad we're thinking about these things, especially with these stressful times coming to the election and such strife that we could see what our military people have done to uh, protect our country and keep us safe. So we have these freedoms going into a, a free election and a free society. So tell us about the film. Uh, well, you know, it's, a, it's the story of a family that's celebrating the life of the, who, of their son who has passed away. He was executed by the ISIS um, factions in um, in Syria. And well, this is this one play, took place in Syria, but it's you know, and um, and so it's a year. Um, it's a year since since my son has died, and the whole family gets together to celebrate his passing. And it's the tension and the revelation about how we all regard each other and um, the sacrifice that my son made um, that, that really tells the story. And it's, it's a beautifully crafted story. And I'm so happy that uh, Suzanne Johnson uh, decided to hire me to play the, the father. And I've had some loss in my family and, uh, and, um, and I had a ton of uh, people in the military and, um, 
So it was uh, particularly uh, close to home. And so and we had a great cast and it's just a beautiful film. It's a film that, I mean, your comment about um, these times, um, these are reflective times. And um, this film is perfect. It really fits the bill for these times, I think, you know, World Without You. I agree. I completely do. And, and I just want us to think about when we vote, if we voted early or we vote on the day of the election, that if it wasn't for our military, we wouldn't have free elections. It's if it wasn't for our military, we would not have free elections and we may need them again. <laughs> it's, <laughs> oh, it's, uh, no, it, it's going to go well. It's the, you know, the, um, the, the fear monger, is um, I've, I've, I've voted many, many times and I've never seen um, a politician act this way and, mm. you know, question the veracity of our government. I mean, even in 1980, when the Supreme Court had to decide whether to whether it was Bush or Gore, um, everything was, it went fine, but there was no- 92, not 80, I'm just to correct you. Yeah, yeah but there was no talk yeah. about- No, um, no part of a revolution. Derision or, or any of that stuff. Chaos. It's no, it's just, it, was, it was the deal. So that's, it's, so I, my feeling is now, I think, of course, I'm, I'm a total optimist, you know, um, I, but I think everything's going to be all right, which reminds me of a joke. Of a joke. The, the, opti the world champion optimist and the world champion pessimist met in Bucharest, Romania, for the world championship. And it was a dark, rainy night in February, and it was midnight, and they met in this bar in the basement underneath this hotel. And they both walked in, both smoking galois. They put Schlibowitz down there. They sat down at the table. They stared at each other. The world champion pessimist looked at the optimist and said, I don't think things could get much worse. And the optimist looked at him, took a sip and said, don't be too sure. <laughs> so things could get worse. We don't is that, know. Is that, did you write this? Did you write that one? Oh, no, no, that's an old Eastern European joke. But you're no, a writer, so <laughs> that, that's the thing. So... What did you think about the cast and everything in the film? Tell us like some of your favorite fondest moments. Um, I love the cast. I, we became a family instantly. Um, I felt in working with Susan that, um, that she was the perfect uh, grieving mother trying to hide her sorrow and her despair. Um, and Annika Marks, um, who I know in, who's been a longtime friend of mine, but just before we started to work on the film, I discovered that she was going to be my wife, my daughter in the film and PJ Byrne, I loved him. And I mean, everybody was great. It was just, it was, it was amazing. So, um, you know, it, it was, it was a, a very short, fast, intense shoot in Chicago. That's for sure. Baby. But a little just like And now it's available on VOD and all that stuff, as I found out right now from uh, from the team that now it's available. People can get the film now in different places. So that's good and that's great. And I think it's perfect timing coming up to Veterans Day. We're leading, let's not focus on the election. Let's focus on Veterans Day, November 10th. And really people need to go out and purchase Amen. the film and, and watch a bunch Amen. of movies, 
that are involving the military and honoring our country and not this strife that we're dealing with. And hopefully by November 10th, ah, everything will be okay. And It'll be okay. Can... I'll be in Cape Town, South Africa. I, I'm, I'm on the 5th, November 5th, I'm going to Cape Town, South Africa to wow. do a, to a TV series. But we'll know then. It'll be, or maybe not, but it'll be fine. By Veterans Day, yeah, for sure. It's going to be, you know. So you're going to Cape good. Town, South Africa. You're bringing up all these other countries. Do people love you all over the world, Chris? That's what it sounds like. It's amazing how God, um, people know, like a lot of people in in Belgrade, uh, Serbia, would come up to me and, I know you, you're Hank Jennings from Twin Peaks. I love your work. This is a very scary guy. You know, you know how do they, I mean, I don't look like that guy. You know, I'm like, I'm an older guy now. Yeah, I've never watched you know. Twin Peaks. That shows my age, right? I got to catch up on that yeah. one too. And uh, yeah, at least yeah. I see, I lived through the Boardwalk Empire. Anytime I binge a show, they become a family to me. And when it ends, it's yeah. like over. And when I saw your picture, I'm like, I want him on my show. I'm going to interview him. Oh. Because I knew that. So Neil, yeah. yeah. So Neil, you need to watch um, on USA Network. There's a series called Briar Patch with okay. Rosario Dawson and myself. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a really great, great show. Uh, watch that. Briar Patch. Oh, is it's still really on? Good. Is it? Are you still? Can you have another season? Just, yeah, yeah, it came out. It's been. It's been on. You can get it on demand on USA Net. Um, I, now it's been out for about since May. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So you don't know about another season because of the pandemic, then? Yeah, the pandemic. The, the, our town is shut down. I think I'm one of the only actors that's working. In, oh, in you, August, you, I was the only actor. Yeah. There's only a few people shooting in different places and. I guess, oh, is that fearful? Do you scare, are you, speaking of COVID-19, are you fearful when you travel? No, I had, well, one, I had COVID in March. Oh my gosh. I was, I have a band and we, uh, we played at, uh, we played in this place called The Bourbon Room in uh, Hollywood and Vine, great club. And um, one of the, in the back, they were doing the School of Rock and uh, Nick Cordova, who starred in School of Rock, um, met with me and my daughter and because we were going to do her cabaret there as, in that theater as well. And uh, he was sweating and he had, he had a cold and he didn't feel well. And, you know, we heard rumors, uh, you know, cause I had just come back from London. So I heard rumors about it. And two days later, my daughter was sick. And then two days after that, I was sick as, as well as her two kids, her mother-in-law and her husband and my girlfriend. And we were all like, we're out for 10 days and, what, and we got tested. What were your symptoms? What were your symptoms? Um, well, it was so odd. I was sitting in my backyard and I was playing guitar and all of a sudden it was a sunny day, just like today. And all of a sudden I went, I, I suddenly I felt terrible. It was like somebody flipped a switch and, I, and I'm a healthy guy, you know? Yeah. And I was like, boom. I went, what the, what the heck? And I went in and I kind of laid down on the couch and I went to sleep. And when I woke up, I felt so tired and I had a, I had a kind of a, a start of a cough and kind of a stuffy nose. And then that night I got a fever of about a hundred for about three hours. And that whole thing lasted for about a week, but I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't read the paper. I couldn't play guitar. I couldn't listen to music. All I wanted was quiet. And I just wanted to lay down 
and that was it. And then after about 10 days, I was, I was back up, but I went and got tested, but I was so lethargic. I mean, if I could have worn the same clothes for 10 days, which I didn't, but I would have. Isn't it crazy I, how certain people get certain, certain symptoms and other people don't? That's what we have to figure out. Like, for example, even somebody that I might be younger and I might have had the sniffles and cough, but not the fever, and I could have been carrying the virus the whole time. Yeah, you could have. And Nick went into the hospital for 70 days and died June 12th. Oh, yeah. See, I forgot. 45 years old. About Nick. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was so yeah. I, I see. You got to remind me of name dropping. I knew it was saying, OK, now you're bringing it up. So you were with him when he got. Oh, my gosh. Was that hard on you, too? That's got to be hard. It's crazy. Yeah, and it said, you know, he's married guy, 45 years old, yeah. this beautiful wife and kid. It's like, you know, they had blood clots went, you know, he had blood clots. It went into his leg. They had to amputate a leg. Yeah. You know, it's like, and he went wow, the hard way. It didn't but happen. Very great guy. And I think that the film will also yeah. resonate you resonate with you as well, Chris the film when it comes to COVID-19 times, right? What we're struggling through and understand about sacrifice with COVID-19. Well, yeah, you know, people, um, it's such a, the world without you is such a great film on so many levels because it, it's about family members trying to accommodate each other and over accommodate each other and sort of that shaky ground that we're all on. It's, it's such an intriguing multi-layered film. It's, it's so amazing. Um, oh gosh. I, I, in, in a way I'm glad for the lockdown so that people can see this film um, on demand and, uh, and it, they can bring it into their homes and kind of watch it in their homes because it's such an intimate story. Um, yeah. It's that's I mean if I look on the the bright side of things that would be the that would be the case yeah for sure. All right, yo, you, you you're the optimist, right, Chris? So we are going to call you optimist, right? So you get all, I am the optimist. Yeah. The optimist okay. I am the optimist. Okay, so let's kind of yeah. finish off. I am the where people again can find the world without you is basically it's available now, but also is there a website to find the world without you? that people can find information? Are you familiar or not on that? Yeah, if you go to, if you, if you, go to, if you Google it, it'll just come up, World Without You will, will Google it. I'm not the, the greatest internet guy, but not, and I can find it. So if you can't find, I mean, you, you everybody will find it, the World Without You, and it just pops right up. Pops right up on YouTube, the trailer's right there. It's um, one anecdote of the thing, we were at the graveyard putting stones on the, on my son's grave, which was an intense scene. And um, we were walking out of the graveyard and Annika Marks is there. And I looked and I said, Annika, I wasn't going to mention this, but you know, your family's from Chicago. She said, yes. I said, you know, this it's, uh, it's a Jewish family. So I played, I played the father and this is a Jewish graveyard. And I, and I said, um, I said, there's a marked tombstone right there from your, and I'm wondering if it's your family. She looked over and there's a big tombstone and said, said marks on it and um so we took pictures of it and then we uh we go because her aunt her great aunt was from chicago and so it turned out that that was uh, that was her great aunt's grave it was such a odd uh, coincidence and 
uh, and lovely too. It's amazing. All right, you're gonna play us a song to leave. So go ahead and I am. sing us a song to say goodbye. Here we go. Well, yeah. was a host of a wonderful show. We had a good conversation, but Neil, I gotta go. I'm going to the beach with my grandkids, you see. Jump into the ocean. Hey, come with me, Neil Haley. Oh, Neil Haley. Thanks for having me on. Thank right, you, Neil. You're welcome, Chris. And you got to think about this. I have the resources. Let's go find the financing to finance your film about Hawk and Animal. I think it's perfect timing. So we'll talk about it. You're on. You're on. All right. I have nice your to meet you, brother. All right. See you, Chris. All right. All right, guys. That was the Neil Haley Show, guys. Take care.